So this stout wasn't even a thought of making a business out of it. It was just an in-house stout for the locals. Yeah. That was it. And for the, uh, to have a local stout in a... In a, a was this the pub where he hit the hole? <laughs> was this the pub where he hit the old man? <laughs> it kind of looks similar to it, but I'm not sure if this is it, but it kind of looks like it. Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be watching Conor McGregor's interview with The Mac Life. And the biggest headline that came from this interview was that he wants to fight Kamaru Usman. And a lot of people have been talking about this on social media, and I wanted to watch this entire thing in order to get the full context and to see what he's talking about. Is he acting crazy? Is he not? Let's see. Let me react to it right now, and let's get started. But before we do get started, please like this video comment and also subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell and yeah i'd greatly appreciate it now let's get to it i have trained this morning i've done a solid session in my boxing club this morning i'm going to train later this evening so i'll get you to drink i'm not going to drink with you though tomorrow is st patrick's day i'm going to drink a hell of a lot <laughs> so i'm trying to balance it out you know what i mean Be a Yo, <laughs> I swear, Connor, there was like a headline i don't know if it was a fake headline or whatever but <laughs> I swear there was a headline where he said, I'm quitting alcohol. Alcohol is done for, for me from this point. I'm going sober. So it's just like, and listen, this isn't the first time he's drinking. There's been so many times where it seems like he's going to be drinking. It, it, it looks like he has a drink in his hand in some photos at some events. Um, that, <laughs> that one video, I don't know if you saw that one video, but that one video of him like eating like his popsicle stick and he's like high as hell <laughs> it's just it's just funny you know like um i'm not blaming him I, I don't blame him for doing these things but it's like just be honest with it you know like you're still gonna be drinking you're still gonna be smoking and it is what it is and i can't blame him because his lifestyle now it's easy for him to do these things so that's why it's hard for me to see him coming back and finding more success because his life is so good right now you know and i see it even in this interview so far just watching it it's like everything is going so well for him and i see no reason for him to fight anymore and this is this interview is just like the setting it's his own pub he's in nice clothes nice water watch and it's like no shit this guy is gonna be drinking and smoking and maybe doing a little bit more like I, i'm not i'm not accusing him of doing anything but who knows you know what i'm saying that's why it's hard for me to like believe that he's gonna be coming back and he's excited to come back maybe he is i'm not gonna doubt that but the motivation that he has it's just hard to believe that he will be motivated enough to get back to the top and i think right now it's baby steps it's a matter of just getting a win at this point because I don't even know if he has the motivation to do that as well at this point. But in the end of the day, win or lose, this guy is winning, you know? He's winning in life. And congratulations to him, I guess, you know? Stout is an $11 billion a year business. There's about three brands in the space. Whiskey is a $1 billion a year business. So it's 11 times the size of business of, of, of a whiskey. And I actually, we actually, the reason, 
Yeah, excuse me, could I get on that tap also, please? Yeah, thank you. That's we have. We started with only one forged Irish stout tap yeah. here in the premise, and then as the success of it and people really yeah, enjoying yeah. it, we had to put like four down there, four here, well, four I, there. I saw you post it. Look how much focus and excitement he has on other things that are not fighting, and it's just like it's hard to be a top level fighter when your mind is occupied with all these things, and you just see the excitement in his eyes right now, where it's just like oh my god the stout it's amazing like I have, you have to get it from this place and all that it's an 11 billion dollar a year business and it's like that's fine but you have to admit that's going to be an issue when it comes to his motivation for fighting it's important to note that the busiest tap is this one here <laughs> the busiest one is that one and that's you know that's what stout is you know the more the more the tap is used the more it's frequent you know what I mean? It's 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 more creamy. It's you know what I mean? It's a better it's a better stout. That's why I gotta be careful about where I put this stout. I'm yeah. not just gonna put this stout into any pub. If you put a stout into a pub and it's not used yeah. or it's sitting there, you know it needs to be. Well, they don't respect the poor as well. It needs like it that, needs right? a, it needs a run out. You know what I mean? It needs competition. It need, it needs to be used. So that's basically uh, that's basically that's 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 the that's that's where I have my one from. That's center. That center one. Yeah. I, see uh, you? I, I see interesting parallels between your fighting career and. Now everyone who comes to this pub is going to be like, get me a stout, but from there, from that one, that's where Connor gets it. And <laughs> he shouldn't have let that secret go in this interview. I think that was a bad mistake because no one's going to get the stout from these other spots now because they're like, I want the Connor McGregor stout, the official place to get the stout. And it's right there. I'm craving this. You're living vicariously right now. Now, but it'll be water tomorrow. Yeah. But look at the cream on that. <laughs> You could go at that with a spoon, my man. I just, I love it. I guess he, he has training today or whatever, but you know, you want it right now. And St. Paddy's Day is tomorrow. You might as well have one. It, it is what it is. Cheers, my man. Cheers. So, you enjoy it. Get, get, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Under the, under the label, you want it. Under the label. Now, there, boom. That's it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Yo, imagine, I feel bad for this guy. He just wanted a sip and just to continue the damn interview. And then you got Connor over here getting all like horned up, like, come on, some more, some more, some more. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yo, he doesn't even try. That's like the beauty of it. He doesn't even try. And there's just so many meme-worthy moments in the first six minutes of this 30-minute interview. This is why this guy became as big as he did. Because, <laughs> like, look at his face right now. It's just... <laughs> it's golden. This is golden entertainment right here. This is the kind of quality content that I need. Shout out to the Mac Life. You know, there's eight, there's eight flags, there's eight country flags on the UFC belt to symbolize the first, uh, the first eight countries that won a UFC world title, yeah. with Ireland being one of them. I am the only, actually myself, Joanny and Jacek from Poland, mm -hmm. and Andrei Arlovski from Belarus, yeah. Belarusian, the Belarusian Andrei Arlovski still competing. We are the only three that can to this day compete and win a UFC world title that are directly responsible for putting our, our nation's flag on the belt. So. Um, Joanna could could see, you know, Andre Holovsky could probably fight. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Connor, man, he's so good at doing this. He's so good at reasoning as to why he deserves this, why he deserves that. A prime example when he did this was after his win against Cowboy Cerrone. And it's like everyone knew like it wasn't an impressive win over. It was impress an impressive performance by him. But like the quality of opposition at this point in Donald Cerrone, who was an aging fighter by this time, it was expected, I guess. That's what I could say about that. But yeah, Connor made it such a big deal. And a lot of people were like, yeah, of course. Yeah, he looked so good in that fight. But in the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, especially now, that win hasn't aged beautifully. Impressive performance. I'm not going to deny him that. But he's just so good at extrapolating things that are in his favor, if that makes any sense. The game is a crazy game. Anyone can slot in. But we are the only three left yeah. in competition. Brazil. Like, now, now he's saying, like... <laughs> In order for his reasoning to get a title shot for because I was the first guy from Ireland to win a title. Joanna was the first one to win it from Poland. Andre Arlovsky was the first to win it from Belarus. And it's just like now he's reasoning why it's like, yeah, I deserve it because I was the first. Joanna deserves it because she was the first. And you... <laughs> Even with Andre Arlovski, he's like, hey, even Andre, like, he wasn't too confident about that, but you know he wanted to go with it. Like, Andre also deserves a title shot as well. And it's just like, oh, man, he's just so good. He's he's a master, like, mindsmith. Not only a master wordsmith, a master mind manipulator. I don't really know how to, I, that sounds too negative because... But I think he just knows what to say in order to make himself look very good. And I wish to obtain. I will obtain. <laughs> so it's about finding out which weight now, you yeah. know? Okay. I just don't really see myself going back to 155 well, again. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about... See, I even said this in my last video with Dana White on Logan Paul's podcast. I don't see Connor going back to 155 and it's crazy for him to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a title shot at 155. Even Dana was talking about, yeah, we're going to see what happens, what Charles Oliveira wants. And it's just like, there's no way. There's no way. Have you seen this guy right now? It's not even that he's fat. It's just he puts so much muscle on. It's too hard at this point, not even in terms of him putting on too much muscle, but just the motivation to cut down to 155. It's like, why does he want to cut down to 155 at this point and struggle? You know, he wants to fight and just enjoy it because win or lose, he makes the money and he even has money to fall back on if he doesn't even fight. So at this point, he's just fighting to for the fun of it. And in my opinion, you can't be the best in the world if you're fighting for the fun of it. Like, obviously, you need to have fun, but there also has to be motivation. And I'm going to be saying motivation so much in this video because it's the truth. I see the excitement the fun but i don't see the determination you know the determination where it's like i'm gonna put in the work in order to do it i'm not saying that cotton is not putting in any work but it's not the same amount of work that he was putting in when he won the interim belt against chad mendez for example i like myself at 170 i've always had a great time when i've had a full camp at 170 with correct preparation the ds2 rematch and the cowboy fight in particular you know, I thought they were flawless performances. They were probably some of my best performances inside, inside the UFC octagon, and they were without any... Uh I don't agree. I agree with the Cowboy performance, but the DS2 performance was not that impressive. I remember after he won that fight, there was a sense of disappointment. I wouldn't say sadness, but disappointment where it was just like, I wish he did even better. I wish he made even more of a statement. But that second fight was still a war. It was still back and forth. And yeah, he dropped Nate a few times, but in the end, Nate gave him a serious fight. And there was times where I was like worried for Connor in that fight. So it's just like for him to say that was a flawless performance, I have to disagree. 
disagree with that. I believe myself versus Usman for the 170 pounds title for my comeback fight is the one, I, one I'm eyeballing at the minute. Now I haven't really said that to no one to be honest. I've only been now I've only been thinking that the last couple of days, like to be honest, because I, I just I'm for what cut the weight? I've already won the you know I've already won the 155 pound title. I got myself down to a lightweight frame, but you know I'm big now. I feel big. I feel strong. I feel healthy. You know, I've got good energy. I'm coming back after after a gruesome injury, you know. I just want to be... I do not want to deplete myself. There no, should be no need to deplete myself. And I feel confident against Usman. Uh, a jab-happy, sloppy, orthodox wrestler with no submissions whatsoever. What's he going to do? Where's the danger here? I don't see a danger with him. His ground and pound isn't, isn't strong. You know what I mean? So, plus he's on the older side. I think it's... And then plus the world is, is is to be took again, the triple crown. No one's ever no one's ever obtained uh, you know, no one's ever obtained three knockouts and three weight divisions moving up like I have already. But no one's ever obtained three UFC world titles across three divisions like I like I like I will do also if we if we make this fight. See, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I just don't see this being good for Connor whatsoever. After all, he was struggling with Dustin Poirier, and I'm not trying to take away anything from Dustin Poirier, but in my opinion, Kamar Usman is better than him. And I get it. We can't be playing mental math here, but I would love to see an argument from someone in the comments down below as to why they think Connor can win this fight against Kamaru, but I just don't see that. I know what he's saying. He doesn't hit that strong. His ground and pound is not that heavy. Even if that's the case, which I also disagree with, I still see it going like five rounds pure domination from Kamaru Usman. Maybe Connor will have his moments, but at this point, it's just him selling a fight. It's wolf tickets at this point. And it's like, he's saying, I'm going to be the triple crown champion. And that's a beautiful headline in itself. But because it's Connor, it's easy to sell. So right now he's selling wolf tickets, in my opinion. I just don't see him having any success against Kamaru. Very similar to the Khabib fight. I compare Khabib to Kamaru. Are they the exact same fighters? No, but I see it going down very similarly and after all even though he says that Kamaru doesn't have any submissions I feel like he could still get a submission on Connor in my opinion but yeah not only stylistically do I think Kamaru has the advantage but there's no evidence on Connor's part in the past four or five years that tells me yeah he has a chance to defeat Kamaru Usman that's just my opinion though there's lots of setbacks, there's a lot of, you know, the pandemic happened, put you on pause. I saw how motivated you were in that Serrani camp. I know how much momentum you want to keep through. Pandemic happens, put on the side. Is this the hardest one so far? No, 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 no. no. It's a bone, it's a broken bone. It's actually not a ligament, it's not a joint. Bones heal and they are here today, gone tomorrow. You forget about it. It's a, it's, it'll be a distant memory in no time. It's already feeling like a distant memory today. I was in that club hammering the pads in today, you know, that's another thing too. I keep forgetting that he had a horrible injury in his last fight against Dustin Poirier because of the way he acted after. Like the two guys who snapped their leg pretty badly, Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva, it was too brutal for them to even do anything but just cry in agony, which is completely valid in my opinion. But with Connor, on the other hand, he snaps his leg and this guy's still shit talking Dustin Poirier while he's on the ground. And it's just like, it's easy to overlook that injury 
because of how he acted afterwards. But that was a serious injury. And who knows how he's going to look after something like that. You can't have a Guinness and a meal. You can't have a Guinness and a meal. You're, you're chair bound. Yeah. This is a light stout, but more roasted and, and, and smoother. It goes down easy. I mean, I could imagine drinking a few of them. You get, you get seven or eight of them down, down, down you without even noticing. Yeah. And that's the sign of a good stout. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people like this other competition. Yeah, honestly, he's a master businessman. I don't even drink stouts, but I, I am, I'm in the mood to drink it because of how much he's talking about it. And he's just so good with his words. And I have to say that. I remember when there was an interview you did years and years ago before you were in the first championship. You could name the weights and the reaches of everyone around you. Yeah. I, I feel the same energy about this. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Kind of a... See, like, this is a key moment, in my opinion, where he was so excited about fighting, he feels that same energy when he's talking about his uh, stout. And, you know, it's a sign of the times, in my opinion, where it's like his excitement for fighting. He was displaying it for sure. He was even talking about Andrei Arlovsky, Joanna Janjacek, basically all the fighters who won the championship for their countries. He knew like all of them. And I still believe he has all this knowledge and excitement about fighting. But it's like he also has it about his stout. He also has it about his whiskey. He also has it about his other business ventures now. And in fighting, in my opinion, that excitement has to just stay with fighting. And I compare it to my hero, George St. Pierre, where I literally had no idea what kind of hobbies he had or anything of that sort, because it seemed like all he did was talk about fighting and training throughout his entire career. And right now, Connor doesn't have that. He has other hobbies. He has other aspirations. And it's hard for me to believe that he has the full amount of motivation in order to not only become a champion again, but to fight someone like Kamaru Usman and defeat him. I just don't believe it. He's not selling these wolf tickets on me personally. I still think he's doing a good job, but I'm just not buying it. So this stout wasn't even a thought of making a business out of it. It was just an in-house stout for the locals. Yeah. That was it. And for the, uh, to have a local stout in, our, in a... a lo was this the pub where he hit the whole... <laughs> was this the pub where he hit the old man? <laughs> it kind of looks similar to it, but I'm not sure if this is it, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the game is very forgetful. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's like, they won with this rhetoric, you know, even if it's not what it is. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the disrespect Aldo received, for, for example, and people saying people are done. And if you look at Clover Teixeira, who's now a UFC yeah. champion, you know, it's it's important just to block out that noise because it's dribble. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's never what it is. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for, for Jose and seeing what he's, what he's been doing. And I look forward to having the exact same thing myself. Obviously on a more mega scale, you know what I mean? But make no mistake, it's gonna, become, it's gonna come back tenfold. And this, this, uh, this triple crown will be, will be it. See, this is why Connor is so good at making the narrative his, changing the narrative into his favor, regardless if he hasn't won a fight in years at this point. He knows how the game works. He has studied the game so well, even as a fan. And now you could see how, look, he realizes that fighters like Jose Aldo, Glover Teixeira, people wrote them off and he's applying that logic to his own right now. And there's many reasons why that wouldn't be the case for Connor, specifically because he's so rich now but it makes sense and things like this is because he is so knowledgeable about the game do you even assign yourself a date at this point or are you just gonna go look let's take nah, a nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm not assigning a date i'd say late summer yeah late summer because, you know, you see what i'd say late summer i could yeah. but i want I, you know i'm gonna be true to myself yeah. i'm gonna be bringing bring out the best of myself you know what i mean so 
I want to do. I'm gonna do this for my fans. You know what I mean? I'm doing this for the people that support. Personally, yeah, I don't see a late summer return. I I would say even not Dana White's at this a late fall, maybe even December. Because first of all, he's coming off this massive injury, and secondly, he wants to fight Kamaru Usman, which is a fight I definitely think is going to happen at this point after Kamaru fights Leon Edwards. And timeline wise, it makes sense because uh, when is uh Leon Edwards versus? Kamaru Usman. Let me check that. All right. So it says sometime in the late spring or early summer. All right. That's going to happen then. And then maybe Kamaru wants to fight one more time in the year. And he'll definitely want to fight one more time in the year if it's against Conor McGregor. So timeline wise, this all makes sense. And yeah, I believe this fight will happen like sometime in October to December between that timeline. So that's my estimation on that. Well, I think people may wish that I'm that I would just say goodbye you know maybe there is a bit of that and then there is the people that would not would, would do it that way also your way what you were saying i'm sure it's a bit of both for sure are you excited honestly i'm so even on whether he comes back or if he leaves if he leaves then i understand he has so much more for him besides fighting but if he stays of course i'm gonna tune in to his fights he's always an exciting draw in my opinion because regardless of all the trash talk and regardless of how he carries himself he always puts on entertaining fights there hasn't been a connor fight where i was disappointed personally i'm just trying to think was there any fights the only one is probably max holloway but didn't he like tear his acl or something mid-fight and then he wrestled max for the rest of the fight that was probably the only time where i was like okay that wasn't the greatest performance but understandable regardless of that every fight was very fun and kind of reminds me a lot of Paddy Pimblett to be honest every fight that Paddy Pimblett has been in so far I get it it's only been two fights it's been very entertaining and I think that's the key of course obviously that's the key but it's very hard to do and emulate and also carry the charisma and personality alongside with it it's not if when I knock Kamara Luzman out of 170 that'll be three UFC World Titles won, moving upward with three knockouts. Yeah. I knocked out Aldo, I knocked out Alvarez, and knocked out Kamara Usman. Three knockouts, three World Titles, three weights going up. Champ, That's champ, it. champ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll figure out something more catchy. I love the interviewer right now, man. It seems like Connor wanted him to get drunk for this so that it's like anything I say, you're going to agree with and you're not going to think it's crazy and you're going to get hyped by it. I feel like this wasn't like this is how Connor thinks. This is why I think he did this. Like, I feel like he purposely wanted to get the interviewer drunk in order for him to agree with everything Connor is saying, regardless of how ridiculous it may sound. Hey, it's it's working and I, I love it. I freaking love it. The other day or a couple of weeks back, Liam put up uh, a picture of the staff, him and his staff outside, outside the front door. And he was standing there and he was like, this was the, this was the place where Connor came as a young lad and he was telling me about his dreams of the future. You know, one of these type of things. And I wrote underneath it, I was just trying to get into the place, Liam. <laughs> you know, when you show up and you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to. Oh, I know Dave, Dave told me to come in. Yeah, you know, people do that about me. Come on, this, people oh, yeah, name drop, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's actually the worst thing you can do. name drop you in nah, there, It's you probably the worst thing you can do is yeah. name drop me because just, it just, it backs people up. But you know, when you roll up to the door and you're trying to keep a straight face, or you're trying to be extra nice to get in, that was me. I was filling him with all sorts trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get into the place, but I, I, I look, I end up, you know, it's, it's been some journey. Yeah. It's great, great to still, ha great to be, you know. In 
that story alone shows how good Connor is at manipulating situations for his benefit and him trying to sneak into the pub when he was underage. That mindset and mentality is now applying to his fight career, his business ventures. And it's so interesting to watch. I like that story because it, it tells a lot about who Connor is as a person. So yeah, that was the interview. And honestly, overall, it just reminded me how good of a businessman Connor is. He knows how to sell his stout. He knows how to sell his whiskey. He knows how to sell himself as a fighter. This was like one big advertisement personally. And, uh, you know, I, I can't hate him. You know, this is the reason why he is where he is today. And it's very impressive to see in real time in an interview like this. Of course, the biggest thing to take away was that Connor wants to fight for the 170 pound belt against Kamaru Usman if Kamaru gets past Leon Edwards. And honestly, listen, all I'm saying is that Connor should pray that Leon becomes the champion. I think that's his best bet if he does want to have a chance at winning the belt. I still think Leon would be the favorite, but if Kamaru wins it, I see no path to victory for Connor in that fight. So we'll see how everything plays out. I definitely believe that he will get a shot at the title when he comes back. If it's for 170, I do believe he will get that, which would be absolutely insane in my opinion. Um... <laughs> It's crazy how he's in this situation, how he put himself into this situation. As much as I disagree with it, I can't hate him, hate the game, you know? Uh, Dana will definitely be all in for this because money talks and got to respect Connor's hustle in keeping his name in the mix, regardless of how he has been performing in the past few years. And yeah, fun little interview right there. Let me know what you think. What was your favorite moment? Please like and comment on this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already click that notification bell and i'll see you in my next one bye bye